1: Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley show. Hey, I want to tell you about our friends at the Freedom Foundation. They support the Ohio Press Network where I'm editor in chief. And since that Janus decision the Supreme Court made about five years ago, uh, they've been helping educate government employees. Did you know that if you're trying to get a government job, you don't have to join the union in order to get the job? And if you have a government job, you don't have to join the union and you certainly don't have to pay union dues if you're not in the union. So if you go to optouttoday.com, you can see how simple and seamless it is to opt out. Now, you're going to save yourself about $1,100 per year, and the better part is that money doesn't go to union bosses. Why is that important? Because 97% of the time, they promote and support financially the progressive Marxist policies that are – I can't even say seeping in, controlling at least our federal government and uh, finding their way into our schools So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your support at The Ohio Press Network, and uh, thank you for checking out optouttoday.com. Hey, I want to welcome in Lad Dilgard. He's a political analyst, and I'm going to say a a GOP strategist. Uh, Lad, welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this morning, sir?
0: Jack, I'm doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on.
1: Hey, absolutely, man. Uh, Three things, Bernie Marino, uh, school board races, abortion debate. And uh, if we have to hold over to the next segment after the commercial, hopefully you can do that. Um, let's talk about Bernie Marino. Uh, he, he released uh, an ad today. He's, he's going to be uh, now on our TVs and, and uh, I, I believe radios. Uh, $2 million statewide ad buy. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bernie and, and maybe the ad?
0: You know, I just have a little story to share about Bernie. Okay. Um, that I think the listeners would be interested in. At the Senate debate, uh, I think that you were hosting at a church in Columbus. Yes. I was there in the audience. The church was full. It was over and, uh, the church cleared out. Um, Mike Gibbons, Josh Mandel, Jane Timken, everybody just kind of fled for their cars. Um, there was me and about two other people talking to Bernie Marino after the debate, and he was just chit-chatting. I mean, COVID, baseball, all kinds of things. Great guy. The the pastor of the church came through and was, was cleaning up, and Bernie followed him down the hall and said, Hey, do you need any help? Can I, can I clean something up? You need some trash taken out? I, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. I, there's a guy with consideration, and um, he's worth millions. You know, he's well-known, well-connected, and he's helping the pastor clean up the church after a debate. I I was just floored by that.
1: You know, we had the pleasure of hosting four GOP U.S. Senate forums throughout the entire state back in 2022. Bernie was one of the few candidates who attended all of them. And that behavior, sticking around and talking to voters and offering to help out, is something that he did every time, every single time. So uh, that, that resonates with me because I saw it firsthand as well. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, today he announced that he has a $2 million ad buy, of course. Uh, he's the only pro-Trump America first conservative, he says, and political outsider in the race. And he is endorsed by Senator J.D. Vance, who, in my humble opinion, is doing a bang-up job uh, in the upper chamber in D.C. All right, lad, let's talk school board races. Uh, yesterday I highlighted a few. Uh, Southwestern school district uh you know the, the ladies down there that were on the show they they crushed it uh janelle Gasaway in, in Delaware uh what are your thoughts on the on the races not only results but uh maybe what the temperature is with communities
0: yeah that um there were some good results and there was there was a lot of unfortunate showings as we know. Um you mentioned Janelle who is a fantastic candidate. Um Troy Jeffries in Buckeye Valley, Zach Duffy in Big Walnut um you know, they were they were good candidates and they were they were effective um it, it's tough to unseat incumbents with name recognition when they have the whole education establishment uh teachers unions um name recognition and and those advantages behind them it's it's just tough um i, I think other candidates would have stood well against folks who were just coming off the street like they were to enter a race, um, as opposed to someone who's a, already an incumbent. Um, but I wanted to suggest to, in the future um, to people who may be considering running or supporting candidates to start early. Um, if If you ran and lost, you wouldn't be the first person to then run and win the next time you've learned your mistakes. Um, you've got a little network going. Um, you know how it works. You won't be surprised by paperwork or reporting requirements or anything like that, but start raising money, enlist, uh, family and friends. If you can get one person per precinct to be a good helper, going door to door, helping you out, you will kill it. I I would tell folks stay off social media. Um, you know, unless it's to announce something, it's just a waste of time. Um and, you know, and look for, for folks uh who helped out on those campaigns, you know, look around right now for the next the next board race two years down the down the road uh for people who could do it. The next Janelle Gassaway, the next Zach Duffy, you know, people who are interested, successful, um, and who want to contribute. Um and and just stay at it. You know, there, we will be successful. We're successful in Big Walnut, Buckeye Valley and other areas, um, but but we can do it uh, and do it better.
1: That's wise advice. It really is. And uh, by the way, I would be remiss and I, I probably also have to say that you're you're uh, the founder of BW Strategy Pack, which has helped candidates in the Big Walnut District and, and offered advice to others who are running for school board. Uh, great advice. You know, you do it the first time you learn a lot, you get up the learning curve, you do it the second time you win. Some people, some people win the first time. Um, And I agree with you. Ads don't win elections. Social media spats don't win elections. Votes do. And getting out and knocking on doors makes a difference. Um, Let me ask you this. Is the other team catching on? We talked about Educate Ohio, which is a proxy, my opinion, of Ohio Education Association, getting $150,000 from a super PAC and, creating smear ads um, that were run against candidates all around the state of Ohio. Do you think the teacher union friendly uh, folks are starting to figure it out a little bit this round, maybe more than last?
0: They, they, they really are. Um, We, you know, we started that BW strategy pack uh, two years ago to raise money for this race and other races around Delaware County. And it was, it was successful. Um, It's going to be even more successful next time. But the other side, um, supporting the other candidates, started their own pack on October tenth of this year after <laughs> bashing us, uh bashing Zach Duffy and Brandon Hogue for out of state money, which was um completely false. It was all all that money was raised locally. Um so they started their own pack and they started um you know, calling names and, and those sort of things, and they they also adopted our platform points. It, it was amazing. My my wife had a um, a really good point on the way home from uh, the victory party for Zach Duffy, and she said, "Now that the other side has adopted your platform points of academic excellence, trades, school safety, and fiscal responsibility, now they've got to follow through and actually do it, and you got to hold them accountable for for doing exactly that." I thought that was just profound. So anyone who uh, adopted conservative talking points as pro parent candidates, uh, let's, let's go help hold them accountable uh, because they just, um, um, they just got elected based on that.
1: You know, the left has done that for a long time. I always call it shaping the narrative, framing the conversation and you've done it and, and you got them to buy in, which is incredible. And, and so We've got about 30 seconds here. Lad, can you can you hang uh, for another eight minutes on the other side of this break?
0: I sure can. Thanks, Jack.
1: Awesome. Hey, and I also want to point out, I believe it's Carl Gebhardt who created uh, Refocus Ohio. Why is that interesting? He's a Delaware County uh, GOP Central Committee member and a former Genoa Township trustee who created uh, a group that is, uh, outsmearing out-smearing uh, Brandon Hogue and Zach Duffy. It's quite interesting.
0: That's exactly right. And we now know... Which I did know He's in Precinct M And uh, signatures are due December 10th And the election for that central committee seat Is March of 2024
1: All right Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show Jack Windsor here I'm joined by Lad Dilgard. He is a uh, political analyst, GOP strategist. And uh, we just talked uh, about the school board races. I want to pivot now to abortion. As I said in the first segment, I'm pro-life, but I also recognize that abortion is a get-out-to-vote tool for Democrats. And it's a tool the press uses to gaslight Republican voters and candidates. So that being said, Lad, how do conservatives... Handle the debate on abortion while protecting lives and making sure that people understand that they've heard voters on certain issues. How do you grapple with that?
0: I tell you, it's really tough. And and you see these presidential candidates last night at the Miami debate um, just tiptoeing all around the subject area, um, Maybe Nikki Haley has had some good um, talking points on abortion that, that could um, get her some votes in a general dele- uh, general election. Um, but I, I think there has to be a more of uh, more convincing and facts from Republican politicians that are sustained forever. Um, my point is, we've tried to make the political angle. Roe versus Wade was wrong the moral angle angle um and the legal angle, and we've mostly lost uh, there we we just we just lose on on that issue um in the election as we saw on issue one, and like Bob Francis said on his show, um Americans love their abortions, and as you've said. The misinformation is widespread. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are confused. There are voters right up until today who thought voting yes means abortions were legal, and voting no means they were illegal. Yep. Period. They, they were that far off on the facts, and I didn't really see you know Mike Dewine or um, any uh, Jason Stevens, any any politicians really explaining. Partial birth abortion, abortion up until nine months and um, all, all of the rest. They just said, well, issue one went too far. You know, that's not, that's not good enough. But I want to talk about the historical angle real quick on this. Yep. Abortion is connected to communism, climate change, and eugenics. It, it is children are a burden to the state. That's why Americans put masks on their kids and injected them with a vaccine that they didn't need, and Europe almost completely didn't. We hate our kids here. It is, is really the, the communist angle of the Democratic Party hates kids. They're a burden to the state, and it distracts mothers from working and paying taxes. So mm-hmm. abortion is, is really about eugenics. It's, it's racist, sexist, ableist discriminates against the poor. And, and if anyone doubts me, just ask a 40-year-old wealthy white woman from the suburbs why she supports unfettered abortion. It's because she can't stand the thought of those children being, up, being brought up poor, kind of like I was. I, my, my parents were, were very poor when I was born and most of my growing up. Um, and I'm glad this, you know, suburban woman didn't have, you know, wasn't able to tell my mother to get that abortion, <laughs> but they don't like little black, brown children, poor children being out there and being a burden to the state. They see them as uh really unfortunate and they should be, you know, euthanized before they have a chance to grow up. So the basis is you know, get rid of the lower rung of the genetic pool and the, um, you know, the communist um, perspective means that more resources will be available for that 40 year old wealthy white woman from the suburb. And she won't have to look at those those little kids who are poor. So until we start um, really sharing that historical angle and the exact agenda, the communist climate change abortion agenda, Behind um, those issues, things like issue one, you know, I don't think that the public attitude will ever really change enough where, uh, um, you know, abortion is, is curtailed back or made illegal or anything like that.
1: That's adept. That's on target. And I hope folks pull this down and listen to it because you just nailed it. And two things came to my mind. One, I'm never going to hear uh poor unfortunate soul from little mermaid the same ever again <laughs> because you're right yeah. uh, the 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 white wealthy suburban woman says poor unfortunate soul and it's not my heart hurts for you because you're poor it's you're you're a drain on the resources and I want more for me so that's that's a powerful statement you know I I talked to somebody this morning and I felt like Mike DeWine could have been the trump card using a euchre term. And in some sense, I think he did bring some people over. Like him or dislike him, this is a guy who has people who like him and trust him on both sides of the aisle, and particularly in that un uh, unaffiliated, you know, voter pool. But think about this. I, I I haven't done it for a long time, and I could do it. The numbers specifically don't matter, the principle does in about in what I'm about to say. This is a guy who was on TV for the better part of a year daily and then three times a week. Do you remember that lad those covid pressers?
0: Oh, Wine with DeWine, how could I forget?
1: In <laughs> his sidekick, Amy Acton. Uh but Mike DeWine spent time every day in front of the camera talking to us about a virus and how they were going to mitigate the effect of the virus, how they were going to mask up and how they were going to save lives. We're going to save lives. Now If you are the governor and the state's about to pass an amendment that you say goes too far and you know in your heart of hearts will kill hundreds of thousands, if you think that the abortion totals are big now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Why didn't Mike DeWine have a two o'clock press conference and talk about uh, the myth of late-term abortions not happening, the myth that, that abortions aren't coerced, the myth that parents' rights aren't at risk? He didn't do one ounce of that. Is that startling to you? Got about a minute, lad, by the that's... way, maybe forty seconds, so I'm sorry to rush you, but go.
0: No problem. That that's a great point, Jack. And and I think the reason is be is because he's scared of the pro abortion lobby, uh the the transgender community. Um, I, I wonder why he didn't just issue emergency orders that gave him um, Napoleon-like authority over the state if it was so important to him. I mean, those emergency powers had to be ripped out of his, you know, his cold hands <laughs> yeah. um, by a supermajority of the state legislature later um, for COVID. So why didn't he do that? To say he would have saved way more children's lives than he ever saved under COVID. He saved zero. Uh, lives with his covid policies that's a great point jack
1: well and he even promoted jabs with lottery money jabs that we know now the new york times even admitted hey they, they're causing some heart problems in adolescence and uh, really young kids are having seizures but but let's not talk about that now i mean it's crazy uh lad thank you for joining us today on the bruce Woolley show uh i know we'll have you back soon uh great analysis man i appreciate you
0: Thanks, Jack. Have a great weekend.
1: You too, sir. Hey, uh, stay tuned. Hour number two, we will be joined uh, at 1235 by Congressman Jim Jordan. And uh, I have some things to talk to you about before that. You don't want to miss it.